Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The catch is made by DJ Moore. Still going across midfield. Inside the 40, the 30. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on Believe Podcast Networks. Desmond Johnson, Jonathan Stewart, the all-time Carolina Panthers leading rusher. Skylar Callahan, beat writer for the Carolina Panthers for Sports Illustrated. In the house, getting you ready for Carolina Panthers versus Detroit Lions. We are in the end game, fellas. We got three games to go. Panthers need to win all three in order to uh, have some postseason fun in January and actually host a playoff game in uh, these weird, weird uh, playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? We got to. You kidding me? We have to. Playoffs? We're, still, we're still alive. We're still here. We're we're five and nine, but we're we're still here. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this and uh, the the actual possibility of doing this as Denver, I mean not Denver, as uh, Detroit comes into town for our final home uh, home game of the season. Before we get into that, it's also open mailbag Thursday. If you got something you want to say, a hot take, a question you want to ask either me or Stu or Skyler, uh, you can just type it into the the. Uh, bottom of the YouTube video, which is at youtube.com forward slash at tobacco, uh, tobacco. I cannot talk today. Tobacco Road Sports Radio. <laughs> or you can go to the Facebook Watch video and type it in there. It'll appear at the bottom of the screen. We'll respond to it. Uh, before we get into everything, though, a quick word from our sponsors at Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. And typically where we start uh, on a Thursday is to let you guys know what we're frustrated or mad about. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, I'm going to tell you why we mad, But before we do that... Stu wanted to uh, to start off the show yeah. uh, with something. Go ahead, Stu. Yeah, um, just to draw everybody's attention to something that, you know, we we cover sports, um, we cover football, but, um, I mean, when, when tragic things happen um, to good people, um, it's always a reminder, especially when, you know, you see you know, public figures, um, you know, go through hard things and struggles. Uh, it's a reminder that, you know, it's a game played by people and people should be um, treated as such, no matter what the circumstances of, you know, people's, um, you know, I don't know, the, the, the excitement and the fanship of the game and, you know, the ups and downs. But the truth is real things happen. And uh, the Denver Broncos running back, um, Ronnie Hillman, um, played on two Super Bowl teams um, and was a great factor in those seasons. Um, he passed away yesterday um, battling cancer, a rare form of cancer, um, you know, with a sickle cell trait. And, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, 
a lot of guys around the league right now are waking up to this news or found out this news last night and are dealing with it. And, and so along with the fans and his family and friends. Um, so just definitely want to, you know, pour out positive vibes and, and prayer and support, um, you know, to his family and to his loved ones. And just a reminder that, you know, life is short. We're around the holidays. Love on your, love your loved ones hard. Um, hug them hard. And don't let anything be bigger than what's important. I saw something uh, that really uh, touched the nerve with me. I think it was on Facebook a couple of days ago where it was like a meme going around. Uh, that basically says, instead of instead of counting the presents that are around your tree this year, why, make sure to count the people that are around the tree this year and, and to take yeah. of who's there. Because, uh, yeah, you know, life's short, like you said, and, um, you know, you can't really control it. And. Uh, I, I think you, I think you really just kind of showed their stew that as much as we, 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 you know, we play on the Broncos every week on this, uh, this podcast, but in the end, right. you guys, uh, the ones that have played in the league, you guys really are truly a fraternity, uh, a fraternity yeah. of brothers and, uh, regards of the team and, uh, yeah, y'all know each other. And so, yeah, it's, definitely it's a weird, that. it's a weird feeling, man. Like when you see a, it's, it's almost like a peer, right. And, you know, I met him twice. Um, and it was just in brief passing, like, oh, that's Ronnie Hillman, young man, you know, um, has played well. And, but obviously I don't know him like that, but he's gone through the same things I've gone through. You know, it's, it's like that bond of the NFL that no matter what, when someone passes, it's kind of like, ooh, that hits home a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Cause as a football player, you know, you're like this gladiator and you feel so untouchable at all times. And then something like that happens to um, a very healthy, well-built young man, um, you know, life taken um, so soon at 31 years old. Um, you know, I'm 35, you know, and you know, tomorrow's not promised, man. And you just got to make sure you, like I said, you know, don't take things for granted. Um, and just make the most of your life. Actually, while we're at it, um, our, our thoughts go to the family of Franco Harris, too, who passed away. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, age absolutely. of 72. It, that one's wild because he had just did an interview with Mad Dog Russo the day before, like literally maybe okay. less than 12 hours before uh, mm-hmm. he, he was on them. Aren't they retiring yeah. this weekend, too? They're retiring his jersey this weekend or his number. And I didn't realize this because uh, people were complaining, why haven't they retired such and such as number or whatever in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh don't retire really anybody's number. They've only retired Mean Joe Green yeah. and some dude from, like, the 50s before that. That's it. But they, they, put up stat- they, put, they have a Franco Harris statue, though. They do have a statue up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and he was about to get that honor this weekend uh, in yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, apparently died in his sleep. Um and like I said, he didn't show any signs of anything the, the night before right. he was getting interviewed by Chris Russo on the radio. So, um, yeah. Franco was obviously, I, I grew up in the Pittsburgh area, so I, I know what his presence meant to that city. And it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you, you guys probably know that if you've flown to Pittsburgh, you, he, he's in the airport. Like they have the, the yeah. Immaculate um, statue thing there. It's, it's really cool. But yeah, that's the, the statue I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, the if you go to Pirates games, Penguins games, I mean, there's Franco Harris jerseys at those games. It's not even a football game. And I, I remember when I was a kid, I want to say, 
I don't know, eight or nine years old, we went to a Pirates Dodgers game and um, they showed Frank Harris was at, actually at the game down on the screen. I, I don't know who Frank Harris really was at the time. I mean, I knew he was a big figure. I mean, I, and I was freaking out like, oh my gosh, there's Frank Harris. I, I, I knew who he was, didn't really obviously clearly know him because he played years before I was born, but I, I remember going down, shook Franco Harris's hand, took a picture with him, was the nicest dude you could ever come That's across. That's what I heard, too, that he would actually be at the airport sometimes greeting and, people <laughs> as yeah. they're coming out talking to him. He's legit, like, he had that, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it, it was like an almost like uh, meeting, like, a God feeling. Like, you know, when you're just around somebody that has that that presence and that aura. And, but with that, he was humble. And I, I think that's the one thing that a lot of people don't realize about Frank Harris is that he was just a genuinely really good dude. People say that like yeah. about guys like Michael Jordan, like when they walk in a room, there's like an aura like around him, kind of like. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, a legend. Uh, may he rest in power. Um, the NFL world definitely mourning this week. Um, losing both him and then uh, Franco Harris. Uh, I'd imagine they're still going to do the, the retirement ceremony and everything, even more so yeah. now uh, this weekend. Yeah. So, Heaven, um, Heaven's running back room got a little stronger this week. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Start running that power. Um, let's uh, let's let's. How do, how do you guys want to go here? Because we can do a couple of things here. Uh, like I said, it's Thursday, and normally it's. Typically- I am mad though. Hey, somebody give me some give me some heat because it's like the holiday season. Right. And uh, I'm about to get mad at Walmart here in a bit. I'm about to go out and go Spain. in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have now a look, choice. I got to go. Let's talk about snubs. Ooh, okay. The yeah. Pro the, Bowl. Pro, the Pro Bowl. Uh, Pro Bowl, Bowl snubs. Came in this week. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these stats off, okay? All right. 200 carries, 927 yards, 4.6 average, six touchdowns. Uh... 78, 79 receptions, 623 yards receiving. All purpose, 1,500 yards, 1,550 yards um, total, 10 touchdowns total, third amongst all running backs. Christian McCaffrey got snubbed. Wow. Why? Didn't get, <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm looking I, for the I, roster. I got the AFC one in front of me. I don't know if it's because he got traded this year or what, and people were just like, oh, like maybe if you look at the stats online, it says 300-something yards for the Carolina Panthers and 500-something yards for the 49ers. I don't know if that messes up people's, <laughs> like, intellect or something, but, like, bruh, he's a pro bowler. Who got it? So the running backs on the NFC was uh, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard from the Cowboys, and Miles Sanders from the Eagles. All right, so I can tell you, like, look, Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders. Yeah, okay. Christian McCaffrey, Chris Christian McCaffrey, got to be replacing one of those guys. I'm sorry to say that. No disrespect to those guys because their their game is is top notch, but Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. I don't care yeah. what nobody got to say. Argue with your mama. You got snubbed. Do you think it's because now that he's in that 49er offense with Debo and, and Kittle and all those different weapons that it almost becomes a negative towards, like, you know, anybody in that offense being voted 
to the Pro Bowl because you've got all these other weapons. So they're saying, well, you got all these other things besides you. Of course, you're going to be good. Do you think it's something like that? Because no. he had those numbers in Carolina. I think he would be in the Pro Bowl. If you he, look at it, bro, he went from getting traded to throwing like what? He had like a hat trick and a touchdown pass. And he had yeah. like a touchdown oh, pass, yeah. a receiving pass, <laughs> a running pass. Shoot. Oh. He was blocking, running, catching, throwing. Like, mm. probably gave somebody some water on the sideline at some point. <laughs> like, helping me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my man's doing even... it. He's doing it all. So, like. Oh, God. Nothing... Hold on. I'm looking yeah, through this. People just forgot that he's actually healthy for the first yeah. time. I think like, that part of it, Well, too. that's why. Well, whatever it is, I'm mad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Wait, hold on. Brian Burns is the only Panther that made it? Yep. Yeah. It's like only official. We've got a few alternates. But... We've got a few say. alternates. So yeah. did, uh, um, McCaffrey, you don't think he'll get on as an alternate at least? I it's mean, he's an alternate. I mean, it's he's not an alternate. It's just not the same. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the same. same. I, 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 to I, me, I, it's I, like you, Pro Bowl, you it, you the guy. Uh, well, I can't mad. Three. He I might can't. not be mad, but I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. If you're not mad about being, if you're not mad about the Pro Bowl, I'm mad for you. You stay focused. You do you. We know who you are. Yeah, we got Shoot. you. We got you, Mac. Oh, um, don't worry about it. I'm looking at the offensive tackles on the NFC side: Trent Williams from the 49ers, Lane Johnson from the Eagles, and Tristan Wirfs from the Bucks. Didn't Wirfs get hurt? I don't know, man. That, that's that's probably that's probably another snub. Because I'm thinking about Icky. Because every week we've been on here talking about how Icky has been, like, killing it at offensive tackle. Icky's been killing it, but he a rookie, and they ain't going to do him right. Sewell, for the Lions, I'll tell you what, he a first alternate. Hmm. That boy a dog. That's the dude we won last year. Yeah, and that boy, dog, he over there. Hmm. Man, what? Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, at quarterback. I'm looking at the NFC roster, and I'm just like, you know what it is for me? I think I don't really believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe that's what it is. Because it's pe- James Bradbury got snubbed. And he's like probably he's probably playing better than anybody at cornerback other than JC Horn, really. Yeah. Uh, he's so better I mean, than Diggs. He's playing way better than Diggs. Diggs is all about reputation and interceptions. Oh man. JC Horn is a fifth like. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh yeah, Horn, I thought Horn had like some of the best stats of any of the cornerbacks. Uh yeah, JC Horn is a dog. Listen, everybody that got snubbed. The Pro Bowl is a snub. <laughs> Gosh, I'm just looking through these names. I'm just like, ah, uh, Aaron Donald ain't even really played this year, and he made the Pro Bowl. He's one of the top material. Well, him, Jonathan Allen, I, Dexter. I Moore. will say he he's he's a lifetime. Just put him lifetime there. <laughs> yeah, just put him there. <laughs> Did you get a couple minutes in, Donald? Oh, trouble. You in. You in. Uh, <laughs> Tristan Wirtz, like I said, I think he's been hurt. Hadn't he, Skyler hadn't he been hurt for most yeah. of the year? Uh, I know a little bit. I don't know. I haven't really kept up with them. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll see them here in a couple weeks. Um, the, Lion, the Lions got one off, one. Uh, they got one offensive pro bowler. The Lions. For the, yeah, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, the, the, the offensive center. The center. Um, right, yeah. yeah, he's a dog. Yeah, and then they got nine alternates though. Nine. This is all, all on offense besides one. I don't have the alternate list in front of me. Um, but uh, uh Skyler, do you have anything for? Tell them why you're mad Thursday. Mm. 
It's not football related, but I've been complaining about the rain a lot. So <laughs> we'll let it slide because I'm sitting there debating yeah. having to go out and do it and all this. Well, it's supposed to be yeah. like what in the teens tomorrow? <laughs> With yeah. the temperature. Like this is gonna be one of the coldest Carolina Panther games yeah. at home of all time. That is why I'm at it, Coach. Wait until week. <laughs> my window. <laughs> I mean when the rain hits my window. The <laughs> the uh my my Steeler friend that I talk about uh off and on on here uh yeah, his put kid, him on here one day you know what's funny his kid is a Lions fan his kid's like eleven mm-hmm. and his kid picked uh the Lions because he liked the color scheme and all this other stuff I was like did did you tell him about the Lions like their whole history and he was oh, like wow. he don't care about that he wants somebody fresh so he can't be accused of being like oh, uh, I'm pretty close to the color scheme I mean. But he's but he's taking his kid to BOA to watch this game Saturday. He's complaining about how he's going to freeze to death at BOA and it was going to be great. I'm like, dress dress warm. I mean, it, the temperature is supposed to be like what the high is like 24 or something like that tomorrow or Saturday, and the low is going to be like in the teens. Uh, wind so chills make it below zero. Yeah, if, I don't know. Go in, if you go and dress dress accordingly. Um, Are they staying in a hotel afterwards or driving back? Nah, driving back probably. They, they live up this way. Uh, we're about an oh, hour okay. away from Charlotte, so yeah, we can get down there pretty quick. Um, I, I've got, I've got one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we messed. I'm gonna tell you why we messed. I don't want to harp too much on what happened last week, but I'm still, I'm a little frustrated with the Panther fans. We, we warned y'all. We warned y'all all week. And I thought about it when I went back and looked at the reviews and like uh, replays of the game and stuff. It felt like half that stadium was Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and I know some of it we can't help. I think it's an issue with the um, the PSL owners because they can just sell their tickets to wherever. And I never really liked the concept. Like, I mean, we we built the stadium off the concept, but I never really liked the idea that someone basically has to reserve the right to go back to buy tickets, and then they can do whatever they want with the tickets. Because those Steelers fans, they didn't decide to come three days before the game. Those Steelers fans had tickets months before the game, like they. Had, yeah. Those were Steeler fans. Like they were coming regardless of what the Steeler record was, what the playoff thing was. They were going to be in there, and I can't count how many times they would have that that camera view of like um, behind the the offensive line looking into the end zone, and it's just terrible towels. Like yeah. the whole thing is a terrible towel. People waving terrible towels, and it sounded like a home game at some points in there. Um, I did. I was there. They did have a good, nice, loud, keep pounding chant. So there was more felt, Panther fans. I felt, than I felt good about that because there's been years where, like, I think the year before we went to the Super Bowl, we oh. played the Steelers, and that yeah. was a away game. It was a night game. It was a yeah. night game, and it was it was like we did something good, and it was like silent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I was there I was for like, that. You didn't like that? I'm telling you, <laughs> man. Like. Are the are the Steeler fan is the Steeler fan base are they the not the biggest? What's who do you think would be I like the think they would be? I mean, everyone says the Cowboys, but it's not. It, it's yeah, hundred percent. I think it's the Steelers. I mean, Snoop Dogg is a Steelers fan. Uh, you got the Steelers, Steelers, I think Packers. It's the Steelers, Dallas Raiders got a good tracking. Yeah, Patriots now too. After the past twenty years, you could maybe yeah put me a, a tier below in terms of fan base. They they're just kind of like not arrogant. They're just like very self Those are bandwagoners. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if they're like the Raiders. I would say probably like um, even like Philly has a big has a big base. 
I no, hate yeah, fans. No. I hate no, Philly fans. I can't, I can't stand Philadelphia yeah, Eagles Philly. fans. Like they these, the, keep them. This is the same fan base when they won the Super Bowl in 2017, where I'm seeing video of fans eating horse manure on the street, like from cop horses or whatever, in the celebration. I'm I'm dead serious. <laughs> like I'm sitting there, like, is there a health benefit to this? Crossed, <laughs> well, my arms crossed just watching this. Like they're out in the street burning down stuff and like celebrating. Dudes are rocking. Get back to this eating, eating like, horse manure. Dude just is this a health my, benefit? Just, <laughs> they're just are they wiping it on their face, like getting yeah, the facial. Yeah, man, they're wild, <laughs> man. This is the same fan base that cheered Michael Irvin when he was basically half paralyzed on the field. They threw batteries at Santa Claus. Uh, what wow. else have they got? They, I mean, like this. I, I hate the Eagles. Like I despise the Philadelphia Eagle fan base. Now I can't go to Philly, so it, it's fine. It's fine. I, I didn't want to go there anyway. Um, you, my boy Blue, he's still mad. The Steelers' big brother bullied us. You know what, man? Looking back on that game, like I said before, it was just that one drive. That one drive is really what separated everything. It kept the ball away from us. They basically just did a better job of doing what we wanted to do. So I can't be too mad at that. Uh, and if it had to be by Mike Tomlin, it's fine. But, you know, okay, I, I get it. They're, they're going to do Steeler things. Um, Antoine Grant noticed that J.C. Horn got snubbed, too. Uh, yes, J.C. Horn got snubbed because Pro Bowl was snubbed. Yeah. I, you know what? Do the play, how do players feel about that, Stu, when the Pro Bowl stuff comes out? I mean, because I know if it's an honor to be, you know, voted on, but do you guys look at that or do you look at the all-pro list more so in terms of – I mean, I think the all-pro list is more like, you know, amongst the peers. Right. Um, so all pro means more, but it's just one of those things where it just when you see a guy in your locker room and you're just like, how did you not make it? <laughs> like, what are people looking at? <laughs> J.C. Horn, you've been locking people down all year. You know what? Anyone noticed? Like, <laughs> I, bet, I, bet, I bet if the Panthers were nine and five instead of five and nine, there'd be a lot more Panthers on this list. I think a lot of it has to do with team record too yeah, like team team, record. all the eagles are on here like I, I, again yeah. i don't really know the eagles feel like some of these past green bay packer teams that have a good regular season and then they get in the playoffs against somebody and it's like a just like a matchup problem and they end up losing like real early like i feel like yeah. they kind of feel like that to me so i haven't gotten on that train of the eagles are like the best team in the nfc I can't, i'm kind of looking at the cowboys but the cowboys are so up and down too um, but their offense is so explosive when they're on. When they're on one, they'll drop 40 on you. But I don't know. I mean, the NFC is a, a, a hot mess. We might have a couple of teams get in at 500. A well, if I'm a bet, if I'm a betting man and looking at history, the Dallas Cowboys ain't got it. <laughs> long run. <laughs> not, in the long, not in the long run. <laughs> and I like Dak Prescott too, man. I, I like, I, I'm a former Cowboy fan. I, I've told the story before I was a Cowboy you fan. what? Yeah, before uh, – so, like, okay, so in this area up here where I'm at in North Carolina, before the Panthers got here in 95, this was Redskin country. Like, the 1 o'clock game was Washington Redskins. So, if you're over the age of – I'm 44. So, if you're over the age of, like, 45, 47, you probably grew up a Redskin fan as a kid here because that was the game. And it was the 80s. Okay. So, they were winning Super Bowls and, you know, uh, Joe Gibbs, that whole thing, the Hogs, all that stuff. Um Somewhere in the late 80s, I switched to Cowboys when they got Emmett Smith because I was a big Emmett Smith fan. I so, was a big Emmett Smith fan. I, I loved him. I loved the way he ran. I loved the line. I loved the way they built it. So I was a Cowboys fan for those Jimmy Johnson Cowboys teams. So through the 90s, I was a Cowboys fan until 95 when I got my own team with the Panthers. And since then, it's been just Panthers, nothing else. But it started off Washington, Dallas, and then I ended up 
uh, a Panther diehard, but um, I still keep a soft spot for that. I don't say it out loud because I know there's a lot of cowboy. <laughs> You're saying it real loud right now. Saying it loud right now. I'm yeah, putting we it out end up there. going to the playoffs and we end up playing the Dallas Cowboys in some fashion. <laughs> you know what? And I think that's what it's set up I don't, for. I'm a, I, think, <laughs> I think we would actually host Dallas at this point if, uh, if the NFC South. Whoever the NFC South winner is at the, at this point, I think it would be Dallas that they would be hosting that first round. Yeah, so. well, I'm gonna need you to wear Panther Panther apparel <laughs> all week to prove that I'm you're not. a Panthers fan. Jamie Revis, uh, believe in Carolina Panthers super fan with us each episode. He says he's in Dallas, Texas right now, and it's 20 degrees and snowing. Uh, that is heading our right. way. Uh, well, not the snow, but the the cold, all that stuff. Yeah, man, I got in-laws coming in from Cleveland and I'm sitting there worried they're not gonna be able to make it out because the way they're talking about the weather up there towards the Great Lakes, like a blizzard type conditions going on. So y'all just be careful, man, driving around up here. Uh, Willie, Willie Smith says, I was at the game. I'm mad at some of the Panther fans. I was asked by a fan to sit down as I was cheering so they could see the game. Stay home and watch on your couch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, really? I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't tell people to how to act out in public. Like they out there to have a good as much as these tickets are. You better be able to stand mm-hmm. up, and cheer, and yell, and and do whatever. Just don't fight anybody. Because <laughs> I right. saw a couple of those again. Don't fight. Don't fist fight anybody. But yeah, have fun. I bet it was a Panther fan telling another Panther fan to sit down too, and that's kind of the kind of the crux of the issue. So. um Come go back, Willie. Go back to the 17 degree uh, game Saturday and cheer on the Panthers because they're going to need it. The Panthers and the Lions. The Panthers cannot afford to lose. Um, there's no wiggle room here. They have to win out if they want any opportunity to play in January. Uh, the Panthers five and nine. Detroit is seven and seven. This is a Saturday game. It's a one o'clock game on Fox. So Christmas Eve. Uh, I, I was going to say too. I was kind of mad at the fact that the NFL decided they were going to take the. Uh, Christmas Day away from uh, the NBA because typically Christmas Day is NBA Day. Like all day long, it's NBA. There's nothing else on, but it fell on a Sunday, and that's the NFL day. So the NFL's like, well, we're just gonna take the whole weekend, <laughs> the whole thing, Saturday, Sunday. We're gonna have football on all day, like both days. What? What are you gonna do? We're the NFL. So like, I'm, I'm a little irritated about that because the NBA. I don't even know who's playing <laughs> on Christmas Day. Normally, I, that's when I start watching NBA is around Christmas when I really start watching it. I have zero interest in it this weekend because the NFL is going to be on. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. The whole weekend. So we start off <laughs> <laughs> So we start off Saturday with Panthers versus Lions. Um, Carolina is 7-3 and three all time against the Lions. They won the last time they met. And Carolina's five and one at home against the Lions. The only home loss was in 1999. So, um, guys, give me some things here that you're looking for. We do this on Thursdays. Things to look for uh, in this matchup that you want to see. Not so much keys to the game or you know player game or like that. What's something you want to see happen in this game, um, Stu? Let's start off with you. Um, I got two things. Um, first of all, on the offensive side of the ball, um, I want to see. Like every week, we talk about the offensive line and the running game. That's a that's a given. But this week, I want to see at least ten targets to DJ Moore. At least ten targets. Please. Um, because looking at how the Detroit Lions have played this year, the last seven games are six and one. Um, I mean, there's teams out there that figure out ways to win games that are hard. Um, last week. 
the Lions played the Jets in a, a really tough match um, defensively for them. But they found a way to win in the fourth quarter. And I think the Detroit Lions are going to come in here, stack the box, and make um, Sam win the game. And so given that information, we need to be able to figure out how to get DJ Moore the ball. I don't know if that's, you know, figuring out the receiving rotation, getting some guys in there um, that haven't really seen the field, that maybe, um, you know, the the Detroit Lions haven't really been able to see matchup-wise, just mixing certain things up, but definitely get DJ moving um, pre-snap just to irritate the defense and and get them out of the normal um, alignments and stuff like that uh, will help, but... DJ Moore, DJ Moore the ball. Um, and then on defense, um, secondary, they got to come to play. They got to cover because if you look at their last, you know, Detroit Lions' last several games, they ain't giving up sacks. <laughs> and, you know, golf is getting the ball off um, really efficiently. Um, so if we can figure out a way to you know, tighten those windows up, make it hard for him to really – digest what we're doing defensively and, and the coverage. Um, just make it hard for him to, to make decisions and make him hold on to the ball. Because when he holds on to the ball, um, his his passing rating goes down. So uh, Detroit comes in with the um, – I guess you could say – well, they are. They're one of the top five uh, <clears throat> offenses in the whole league. They're total yards per game. They're fourth in the entire league. Uh, they're eighth in passing yards per game, Two hundred about 250 a game. Um, and that was – I know we didn't get, like, Swiss cheesed up in, the, in the, the passing game last week, but it felt like they were able to convert whenever they wanted to uh, with no yeah. C.J. Henderson on the field. I, I thought I saw – and maybe, Skyler, you give us an update on this. I thought I saw C.J. practice uh, yesterday, full practice. It was like he's probably going to be able to go Sunday. Is that accurate or – I just imagine that <laughs> from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been a, a full participant all week, so it, okay. it looks like he should be able to get. He should be good to go. We'll get the the final injury report here in probably another hour or two. So um, definitely need him out there because last week Keith Taylor just. I mean, I, he, I love he well. person. Yeah, but really well at times, but he definitely is a guy that still needs a lot of work and. That, that room's already fairly thin, especially with – everyone forgets Dante Jackson. I mean, he's been out for a while, so – He's not on IR, right? Dante Jackson's not out. He's he's not out. He is not here. Okay, yeah. So, they're, they're down a starter already. You can't have C.J. Henderson go down again and have to kind of be down to pretty much just three corners. They signed uh, – or they, they claimed Justin Lane off waivers yesterday, which he's more of a special teams guy more than anything. So, I don't know. But I think – for me in this game, I, I don't want to see Detroit's offense at all. Like if, if I'm Carolina and I know it goes right back to your identity of wanting to control the ball. Um, hell, I may even start playing the wing T like I, just, just triple option this thing up. Just get on down. Just, I, I mean, aim for 45 minutes of time possession, because if not like Detroit's just going to, they're going to find a ways to score. Carolina's defense is good. But that you, you don't want to have to get in a situation where you're having to match scores with with this offense. Yeah, we're not built to <clears throat> uh, to try to boat race uh, another team at the moment. Yeah. Uh, 
And I, any I, passes that and any passes that we go to DJ Moore with, put it on him type of passes. You know what I'm saying? Like just slants, like get the ball out, like good confidence throws, play action. Um, because those types of plays are complementary to the run game. Um, keeps the defense on their toes and and makes them just kind of, if they want to be in the box, then you're gonna to have to cover both. Now, I will say, um, just looking at the stats, and, and that might be misleading uh, to an extent for some of these teams, because some of these teams are playing way different than they were uh, at the beginning of the year. But defensively, Detroit ranks 31st total yards allowed per game. They're allowing almost 400 yards a game uh, on defense. They're allowing about 133 yards rushing a game. That's 26th in the league and about 265 in the air, which is 30th in the league. So uh, defensively, they're not the same team as they are on offense, and they're not the same team overall when they're away from home. When they're at home, they are really, really good. Uh, when they are away, I think they've only won like one game, two games uh, away from home. So um, that that's something to watch as well. So it does, again, guys, it's one of those games that on paper, it feels like it matches up well for us against whatever that team is. It's just a matter of, like I said last week, this Panther team, there's no in-between. They don't play a game where it's like they're just kind of muddling around and then they figure out a way to win it in the end. That's not what they do. They either – they're going to muddle around and muddle around the entire game and not win it, <laughs> or they're going to be on point from the very beginning, and they're going to be able to do what they want to do from the jump. So I want to see – I want to see them flip that switch from the beginning. I know you can't just flip it, but I want them to come out with the mentality this is our last home game, this is a playoff game, uh, we're playing an NFC team that's fighting just like we are. We need to get after it, like, right now. We can't wait to the second quarter, third quarter, try to figure this out. Let's go impose our will on these boys right now. Uh, because when they do that, you see the games where, like, Seattle. When they don't do that, you see, like, Baltimore or that Steeler game last week. Although I will say the Steelers had way more to do with what happened last week than what we did, in my opinion. They're, they dictated the pace of that game. That Baltimore game was just laid out there like for us, and we just couldn't get out of our own way, really, with a lot of the play calling and stuff to that effect. Um, mailbag, open mailbag Thursday. Just Don't Care says, Locked on Panthers crossover yesterday had the Lions reporter on, and the guy said the Panthers are a joke and not a good team by any stretch. The Lions reporter. Felt weird to see the Lions laugh at us. Yeah, what what uh what have the Lions done? <laughs> like what have the Lions done in the fifty years of existence yeah. that they've been around that they had what? Barry Sanders? <laughs> like you gonna clown like <laughs> and like, Megatron? Yeah, yeah, Barry Sanders <laughs> You made both of them retire early. <laughs> you made yeah, both, made both of them retire early. They yeah. both went home early because of where they were. They I don't like, know. Team, or, well, one of the two teams like in the last like how many of years to go winless? Detroit, um, yeah, yes. Cleveland, uh, and Cleveland, yeah. So, and Detroit and Cleveland kind of battle for, I don't say like cities to not visit <laughs> in, in America, but they go back, they go back and forth. Um, I, yeah, I don't understand any anybody from Detroit clowning Carolina. Like, I think our situation going forward is way better than the situation you got in, in Detroit. Although I do like your coach, I like the Detroit coach. Yeah. You can't lie. I think I think he I think I think to be honest, I mean, he is a guy that, you know, I think his time with the Saints, um, 
you know, their head coach. I mean, being able to be around Drew Brees um, mm. and, and just picking up certain things, I, I see that, you know, translating with the, the Detroit Lions, these, you know, ever since November right now, the, the explosive plays, um, being able to respond at any given time is part of what the Saints used to be, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. We, we, fourth quarter, they're down 20. Huh? <laughs> they won. You know, Drew Brees hit you over the top of the head. Um, <laughs> but and dialing up blitzes, you know, like, like just like the Saints, the Saints always dialed up blitzes. And I actually think um, Detroit is a blitz heavy team in comparison to the average in the league. Um, you know, they like to send, send guys uh, and make it, you know, difficult for, you know, the quarterback to make decisions and get the offensive line off all balance and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's just a lot that, you know, you know, my man Campbell, Dan Campbell, that he's brought to this, you know, Detroit Lions as far as the identity. Um, so, I mean, kudos to him. I mean, at the end of the day, the Detroit Lions this year, since November, is who the Carolina Panthers really want to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and being able to fight through adversity and find ways to win, you know, they're the hottest team in, in, in the league right now. If we can go into this game and, and knock them off, that's going to be a big confidence builder for us. It's a matchup of two teams that basically had to find their identity uh, through the year, and they had different yeah. paths to get there. Uh, yeah. we, we saw the Lions on um, – uh, what's the show? Uh, the HBO show. Uh, oh, Knox. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Uh, we saw them uh, for the pregame or the, uh, the yeah. preseason, I should say. Uh, so I got a chance to get to know a little bit about the Lions back then, although that feels like years ago now at this point. Um, and then Carolina, we all know the path that we got to this point with Coach Wilkes. Um, Antoine Grant, it is. Tell him why you mad uh, Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. He says he's mad because of the two-year Matt Rule era, bad record, opposite fans and stands, and only one pro bowler. Steve is the guy. Um, I'm still feeling like, David Tepper's going to have to see a division title before he just hands this over to Steve Wilkes. I don't know if that's fair, but it is what it is. I'm hoping that he'll at least get interviewed. I don't know. Maybe it's the pessimistic view in my mind that they're not going to give him a chance. Like just I think of- what you're I think what you're doing right now is you're setting expectations so that way maybe you don't yeah. have too high or low feelings. <laughs> I really, I really want. I want him to get an off season here. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. I saw. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. I I know why I'm at. I know ooh, I'm at. Ooh. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mess. I'm gonna tell you why we mess. I don't know how many times throughout the last week, more so leading up to the Steelers game, on Facebook and Twitter, that I saw David Tepper should trade for Mike Tomlin. Why? Why, why would you trade for Mike Tomlin when you literally have <laughs> Steve Wilkes, <laughs> who is essentially, in terms of their, their coaching style, um, the exact same coach, number one. Number two, he understands the organization. Mike Tomlin doesn't know anything about Carolina. He knows about Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's, that's, his, that's his thing. He's been there for 20 years. I, I, get, I get Tomlin. Never had a losing season yet. I get that. But Steve Wilkes 
it, from from kind of everything that I gather in the locker room is he is the same type of coach as Mike Tom. He's old school, but can still relate to the players. I almost even talk the same. Why and consistent? Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be the same Monday, Friday. Yeah. They they talk the same too. When you think about him at the podium, they are very straightforward. Yeah. Exactly. They don't hide nothing. They're just like this is what happened, guys. No fault. No, no. You struggle. can ride with that. You can respect that. You can trust that, and you can follow that because mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day, that's what you want out of a head coach: trust, respect. Someone like, that's going to have your back. Someone like, that's going to have your back. You don't have consistency. To yeah. But just like, man, look, my kids want consistency. They want schedule. They want to know what to expect. They want, as much as they holler and fuss about bedtime, they need sleep. So the more consistent you are, the better, you know, the schedule and the harmony is within our house. And so same goes with the organization. You know, if you have the consistency within the lead position and, and that, that has expectations, and they're actually drawn out there in the sand for everybody to see. Everybody knows what's up. They know what to expect. And they can follow through with that, man. Come on. Yep. Um, Keister won. It's open mailback Thursday also. He asked, when are we going to get to hear Jay Stu on the air with Luke and Jake? Um, I think he's referring to the radio broadcast of the games. Uh, we don't have anything yeah. to do. <laughs> That's so- actually – so he's actually referring to this weekend. So this weekend – uh, your boy Jay Stu is going to be on the radio for the uh, Christmas Eve game. Hey, so uh, yeah, check in. Don't, yeah. don't even watch. Don't even watch the game on TV. Yeah, I'm going to turn on the radio broadcast. Just turn the uh, radio. Just turn the radio on like the old school days. So you're going to be on with uh, Anish. You're going to be yep. on Anish. Who's, who else is going to be in the uh, the uh, the room? Who's going to be uh, on Jim Zoki? Jim Zoki. Yep, I've had Jim yeah. on multiple times on this podcast and on my own show. Uh, Friend of the friend of Tobacco Road, great great guy. Um, love yeah. Jim. I said hello. Um, yeah, that's I'm awesome. Yeah. About that, yeah. There's an app where you can um, you can line up radio broadcasts to the television broadcast, so it's in sync. Because uh, the radio oh, broadcast really? is more closer to real time. TV's a little bit behind it. Delayed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got I, I, I used to use it when um, when I worked for Learfield, they would do that where. Because uh, all the Learfield stuff is audio going out to radio stations across the country. And they had some app where you could basically go in and kind of you pause the game to get it set or whatever. And then you go and it lines up perfect with it. I'll try to find it. If I can find it, I'll, I'll send out a link or something for everybody so they can hear Stu's debut. Is this your first time on the radio doing this? Yeah, first time doing color or whatever yeah. you call it. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kobe. Not yet. No, no, I got it. Yeah, it's going to it's, it's be off the chain. What am I no. saying? All kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey depending on what goes on, man. Hey, maybe it's an audition. I might be able to get you up there on Fridays, do some high school football with me next year. That that would hey, be man, fun. Let me know. Into a, yeah, we pop into a, a high school stadium. I'm going to be in there like, boom. <laughs> wow. Like, Yo, isn't that a. So, yeah, we'll uh, we definitely check out <laughs> Stu on the radio broadcast uh, again Saturday, not Sunday. So if you if you wake up Christmas morning thinking you're gonna plan your whole day around watching the Panthers, you're gonna be mistaken and and sad because they played the day before Saturday, yeah. one p.m. on Fox Panthers Lions. Um, prediction time, guys. Uh, what 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 say you? Um, we've been right more than wrong the past couple of weeks. Uh, I was all the way wrong last week. <laughs> <laughs> what did, you said it was gonna be like domination. Uh, Man, I was I was hopeful. 
we wrote the scores down too. I think we I don't nah, even look we, at the score. No, nah, don't look at the score. Don't look at it. Don't even look at it. Because as soon because Skyler had to leave early and we wrote them down. Oh, yep, I got them right here. Skyler had two. Nah, you didn't. Right. Actually, Skyler was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, but you pick? Did you pick us? No, you picked the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I picked. I picked the Panthers. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. You did. What twenty four? Th- someone else talked. I thought you said twenty four ten, and somebody else uh, came on and said no. He said twenty four thirteen. So I had you there. I had twenty eight ten. Uh, Stu had thirty one seventeen. No, so, I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't uh, say that. we'll be we'll a little, we'll be a little bit more uh, careful. Um, about our predictions here. Willie wants to hear that radio broadcast. Please post it. I always meet the TV announcers and listen to the radio. So, um, Willie, just Google it. It's some kind of app. I can't remember what it's called, but it, there's a couple of them out there. I think TuneIn does it too, but I'm yeah. if they still do or not. Yeah, uh, go download the TuneIn app. I think you can do it from there. Uh, I'm going to try to do it myself. So, um, Just Don't Care says they know Tepper's from Pittsburgh, so they hope he can they can spark some feeling connection. But Skyler's 100% correct talking about the whole Mike Tomlin thing. Um, we, we out here trying to get Steve Wilkes a job. We ain't trying to trade. Trade what <laughs> for Mike Tomlin? Like, what were we supposed to give up <laughs> for Mike Tomlin? That's only – I can only yeah, think of that happening once. The John Gruden I'm tired thing. of people speculating right now. Me too. Right, <laughs> I, stop speculating. Get off Get off, Get off. off line and speculate. That, that's that's for, like, here in a month when there's no football. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, plenty, yeah. Of <laughs> plenty of time for yeah. all of that. Uh, and then the draft is what beginning of April. So I mean, we're gonna have combines. We're gonna have all this other stuff. So yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, you know, when the season is over. But right now, I could care less what position our draft position is in the first round and how the loss affected it and all this other stuff. We're back in the game for quarterback. This quarterback draft sucks. Stop it. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Like there's not there's not a dude in this draft that I'm really like, oh, we got to get that guy. Like, we'll be okay, BPA. I'll be fine with Will Anderson, to be honest with you, uh, wherever he ends up landing. But we're not gonna pick that high. So it is what it is. Uh let's get our let's get our predictions in. Uh Skylar, you go first this time because you're usually the uh the voice Fair of reason. <laughs> you're the voice uh, of reason on this podcast. You see it as it is, you don't pick with emotion. You're not emotionally attached to the team like me and Stu are. And then typically you're more closer to the score than, <laughs> than what me and Stu are. Except a couple times we've got it point, you know, pretty much on point. Um, what do you think here? Lions come in hot. They've won like, I think, three straight or something like that. Seven. Three past seven. seven. It's going to be rough. What, so, what you got? I'm right in Four weeks ago, that Seattle game, I said I was going to pick Carolina to win the next two. And. I picked Pittsburgh last, or no, I picked Carolina last week, and obviously that that didn't go so well. So maybe I should just pick the opposing team. <laughs> maybe some sides a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think Carolina is going to come back and and play their brand of football. The problem is I just don't know if they're going to be able to score in the fourth quarter when they really need to. And we talked about that last week, I believe, or earlier this week, if, you know, can Sam Darnold bring you back from two scores down? Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a toss-up. But I, I got to go with my theme here and, and making Stu mad, so and maybe it'll yeah. be a win. So I'm going Detroit 21-20, but – Tampa Bay is going to lose too, so it's going to cancel out. 
Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. We're gonna do this all over again next week. <laughs> we got two games to go, and we just gotta win out. And whoever wins out, whoever wins the NFC South is gonna have like six wins. <laughs> I can just see it now. Well, Tampa and Carolina got to play it's each other. Don't have seven. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Someone's gonna have seven because Carolina and Tampa got to play each other, and somebody's got yeah, to win, unless they talk, and, and and that just makes it even. I shouldn't even said that because I probably just spoke it into existence. Uh, Stu, what you got? What did you say your score was against Skyler? Twenty-one twenty. Yeah, someone's got a Grinch here, and I'll I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> twenty-one twenty Lions. I'm writing these down so we can hold ourselves accountable because a lot. The thing you know, something that I'm mad about is when yeah, I'm gonna uh, tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. When radio hosts in sports radio give a take, and then whatever happens happens, and they're wrong, and then they come back and yeah, pretend yeah. like they never made the take. I hear it all the time, especially <laughs> here locally. There's a couple of there's a couple of them. I ain't gonna put them on you blast. Just, you want people here. to own their stuff. Own your stuff. Yeah. Like if, if you're out here saying, like if you're out here saying the Panthers have there's no chance to make the playoffs with the Panthers or whatever, right? Let's yeah, say the apologize. Panthers do make the playoffs. If the Panthers make the playoffs, apologize. you need to apologize instead of just moving <laughs> on. And you never said anything. And I'm like, yo, we all heard you say this for weeks, and now you're just gonna act like you didn't say anything? Like that that really bothers me. I should have thought of that. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you well, why we mad, son. What you do? You have our record predictions from the beginning of the season because we're getting close to the end. I, uh, Stu had ten, ten and uh, no, he had ten and seven. I think I, I think I had six or seven. I think I went seven and ten. I had eleven. I picked I eleven. Seven. <laughs> I had eleven I'm and close. six. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the closest one. Oh, you, you uh, might. Be. You had if, well, Skyler. If you had seven, you might be the closest one. If, if we mean, well, if we had won some games, I'd have been closer. Like that's what I was about to say. Like if we had just clearly, won some more games, then my prediction. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> Shoot, if we win all the games, we go to Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking back in August. We didn't have. We didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. We didn't you, even have thinking, you were thinking the right way though. I was just looking at the roster. I was like, we remember our our thought was based on the defense we have. And CMC being healthy, that should account for – we had been winning five games a year without it. Yeah, I was like, given. that should account for another three, four wins, right? And then if we get the quarterback situation settled, I had still had a little bit of faith in Matt Rule at that point, just a little bit. I was like, we're going to give him just a little bit more. About week three, I was like, man, I picked this team to go 11-7 and seven, <laughs> or 11-6 and six or whatever. And, that, and now Matt Rule's on Twitter – Tweeting 34 emojis every tweet that makes no sense. <laughs> I saw that too. I almost thought about unfollowing him. He's just posting random pictures of like Nebraska football players like it sitting down. Insane. <laughs> insane. I can't, I can't decipher it. <laughs> oh, Matt really is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, what's your what's your go, what's your score here, Stu? Man, you know where I'm riding. Carolina Panthers 24, Detroit Lions. 17. Mm. Keep in mind now, this uh, didn't see what they, what points they were averaging per game. And I'm going to say Detroit Lions giving up 5,579 yards <laughs> is a problem that we should expose. Uh, they're, giving yeah, they're... Up, they're giving up 1,800 yards rushing. Um, 19 touchdowns rushing. They're, they're, giving up, they're worse they're than us. They've given up 23 touchdown passes. Yep. The defense uh, can be had. 
The defense can be the had. defense can be had. And I think, like you said, um, Skyler, we got to make sure we keep that ball away from their offense. Yeah. And so if uh, we can run, if we can run the ball effectively, which we should be able to, um, then that's going to be obviously a key to the game. But most importantly, when we need to pick up a first down, if it's third and five and we got to convert, put the ball on DJ Moore. Please. I, I'm looking at uh, some trends here before I make my pick. Uh, Deonta Foreman is a key. Um, since he became the starter in week seven, he's had four 100-yard rushing games. Uh, since week seven, he's averaged 108 rushing yards in the four wins. He only averages 43 and a half yards in the four losses. So to me, if you shut down Foreman, then you're forcing Sam Darnold to do stuff that I don't think Ben McAdoo is comfortable with him doing yet. This might be the game where you got to be uncomfortable and do some stuff that you didn't think you were going to do before. I think Sam can do this uh, in this offense. I really feel like he can get stretched out a little bit. And two, I want to see Sam Donald run the ball more. To be honest, if Sam, if Sam, if Sam is, if we drop some plays where we putting Sam into some RPO and he's taking that thing and actually running, that's going to put stress on those DBs because they're in nickel a lot, um, and nickels don't want to tackle all the time. They might mm-hmm. bark and chirp and all that stuff, but hey, business. You know, <laughs> it's a business decision at the end of the day. It's cold. Around the corner. It's going to be cold outside, dude. Like, you're trying to yeah, hit they, somebody. They're playing in the dome, so they ain't used to all this. You know, you know what? That, you know what? I'm going to take that in consideration. The Lions play in a dome up in Detroit. They're coming down here. The weather is yeah. going to be a factor. Um, I think it's supposed to be strong winds, too. So, uh, yeah. through Friday evening to Sunday uh, here. So, that might affect the passing game. If um, you look at trends, look at Deontay Foreman's last two games where he didn't play very well. Look at what he did the next week. One every hundred both times. And yeah, they came out yeah. early trying to establish them too each time. Um yeah. I'm gonna I think I said it online a day or two ago. I'm gonna stick with it. I think the Panthers are gonna put up thirty. Uh like Game Three Game Dreamer fifty eight says we're gonna have to put up over thirty to win. I think yeah. so too. Um they kind of broke that seal a couple weeks ago in terms of being able to get over seventeen points or whatever it was we had been scoring all year. Uh I'm gonna say Panthers thirty Lions. Mm, 26. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's too much. That's too much. Because they're not going to be able to throw the ball on Saturday, on Saturday I don't think. Panthers. You got to throw it deep. You just got to hit them, them quick step. Bop. I'm going to go Panthers 30, Lions 21. Okay. All right. And I'm rocking with that, Des. And Darnold's going to throw for two touchdowns, in, in, like with quick strikes in the red zone. Um, hot take, hot take. Yeah, I, I think Foreman's going to get off. I, I just think the the Lions just play different when they're on the road, and this is going to be the first game on the road where they're playing where the temperature at kickoff is going to be like eighteen. <laughs> so like that's yeah, this is that's the first different. for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> but at least at least Carolina will be at home. Like they can yeah. be at home. Like I'm looking to see which team cracks first because of the weather. Um, yeah. and not crack, but like become affected by the weather. Like, who's going to turn the ball over? Who's going to something's going to happen if, for whatever reason, that becomes the issue? Then, I mean, let's be real <laughs> like, that, that should never become a problem in the NFL. Like, you, 
the weather's the weather. But with Detroit, I'm actually not even worried about it because look at the division they play in, first of all. They're used to playing Green Bay. Minnesota. Yeah, that's a good point. They're used to those types of games. Well, Minnesota's in, Minnesota's in a bubble, too. Yeah, Chicago, yeah. Green Bay, though, those are different beasts. Well, if this, if this team here. really embodies their head coach like everyone says they do, yeah. then I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. They'll, 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 they'll love this. This will be the first test because, I mean, I don't know if Detroit's had to play in the elements this year, really. Like um, last week, it was the Buffalo-Miami game where everyone was looking at Miami like, oh, can Miami do this? Tua hadn't played in a game where it was lower than 50 degrees or something like his career or whatever. The boys Miami went up there and gave Buffalo a game. Like, they didn't look right. affected football. by the weather at all. Football is football. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, that might not affect it. But this is a different cold. This isn't just like regular cold coming in here. This is like cold, cold, like frostbit cold. <laughs> like, what are you doing outside cold? Like, it's, it's – I don't even want to go outside on Saturday. That's why put I'm the sitting steak, there. Just put the, the steaks outside, put the steaks outside in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Talking about power outages and wind up here. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, we do got to get out of here. Um, real quick though, we still have open mailbag. You, my boy, blue super fan, believe in Carolina Panthers. He says this is my, this has become my favorite morning show. I'm gonna miss y'all when the off season comes and ain't nothing going on. Um, typically, we you know what we haven't even talked about what we were gonna do last year. We kind of cut it off. Um, when when did we stop, Skylar? We stopped before the we stopped when we stopped. <laughs> like I think when the season ended, we kind of. We, no, did a couple we, of we, we went last year. We went through the playoffs and then we did a little draft and we took a break and then came back like a couple weeks before the draft. Because we had a, there was some stuff going on, I think, with the Panthers right after the season ended. I don't remember exactly what it was, but we had stuff to talk about. And then, uh, yeah, we took a little break. We came back a couple weeks before the draft, did some draft shows, and then we were done until uh, August. So, yeah, or April. Yeah, so we did some draft stuff in April. I think we came back late July, um, right when they started reporting back for camp. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, there'll be a little bit of a gap. But uh, we'll have shows even after uh, the Panthers season ends. We'll still have probably once a week we'll do something uh, around the NFL. And we'll have Panther news. There'll be stuff going on mm-hmm. regarding the Panthers. Like, are they hiring Steve Wilkes? Uh, you know, what's going on with the quarterbacks? All that kind of stuff we'll have to talk about, too. Um, and then finally, Keister1 says, Jay Stu, my son Jeremiah only wants to play old Madden games because you're on them. He is seven and mad that you aren't still playing now that he watches. Merry Christmas, fellas. Grateful for this show. Uh, we are grateful for all of y'all. Um, we've gained yeah, a man. lot of fans this year. We really appreciate Shout it. Shout out to your son, Jeremiah, man. Uh, you tell him to keep pounding, man. And, yeah, uh, keep pounding. You're raising that boy the right way. Panther fan. Yeah. Get him early. Way. Keep pounding. <laughs> so uh, that's it. We got we got our score. So Skyler's 21-20 Lions. Stu, 24-17 Panthers. And I don't know if I woke up drinking or what, because I picked 3021 uh, Panthers. So, <laughs> you might have a little early, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, man. Go ahead and get the weekend started off. Uh, we'll see. We got some Saturday football for the Panthers uh, here in two days. We'll be back after the holiday weekend on Monday to recap uh, that game and to see where we are. Um, like, like Skyler said, even if we lose, how is this possible? Even if we lose, if Tampa loses, we're still in the same spot. Is that right? Essentially, um, <laughs> it, it's it's freaking laundry. Uh, I don't I don't really know, but yeah, that they, they don't have to win this week. Just to get uh, it's witchcraft, <laughs> and everybody hates us for it. Like everybody hates us for it. They're like, why do they get to still cheer on their team? Their team is five and nine. My team is four and 
four and ten. Why can't I cheer for my team? Because our division sucks, and we're cool with it. We're fine. <laughs> we get meaningful football in December because of it. So be it. However way we got here, it's cool. I'm yeah. cool with it. So I think we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna have a good game, man. I just like. Think. I just feel like. I feel like the Detroit Lions on their defensive side, the secondary, they depend a lot on their safety. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, like, if he having a bad game and we figure out how to make him have a bad game, <laughs> where he missed <laughs> – and really missing, really missing tackles, you know what I'm saying? Putting some one-on-ones in the run game where he's in the box or whatever it is and, our, and put our backs one-on-one, you know what I'm saying? Make a miss. It might be a break one, especially if they're in the box like that. So I'm feeling lots, good about it. Yeah, I feel good too. Lots to watch. Lots to watch on Saturday. Willie, uh, final word. He says, I definitely want your input on the coach announcement. Oh, we'll be here. <laughs> we will be here. Uh, trust me. We'll have you covered front and back. Skyler, Skyler will be yeah. in the building, like while that's going on. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a little celebration for Coach Wilkes. I hope so, man. I really do. Uh, like, I think the next three weeks is going to really decide it. I don't think Tepper's yeah. decided anything. Uh, we have. Like, Wilkes is stolen yeah. our hearts. <laughs> but I don't know if Tepper – Tepper might be the Grinch here. Like, we might find out here in a couple of weeks. He might have a whole other plan set up. So yeah, don't, call him, don't call him the Grinch, man. Nah, I call him, that was kind of harsh. Yeah, that was kind of me. I ain't call him the Grinch. He's just – he's Mr. Tepper. Big <laughs> Stepper. Big Stepper. Mr. Tepper. I like that. We got we to make some T-shirts. If he hires Wilkes, we're going to make some T-shirts. Big Stepper, Mr. Tepper. Um, Big Stepper. We got the roll. We'll be back Monday. Uh, I think we're digging this 11 a.m. Uh, slot, so we'll probably stay there uh, and do that live. We'll recap uh, Panthers-Lions. Um, open mailbag, so definitely come around during lunch. Uh, check us out. Hopefully, we're celebrating Panthers' victory Monday um, on Monday. So we'll get there again Saturday, 1 p.m., Fox Panthers versus Lions. You've been watching and listening to the Be- uh, excuse me, the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on uh, Believe Podcast Networks. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.